Let us begin by having my friend Gabriel come here and uh, he will share with us a little bit of what is on his heart, on his mind. Will you use that? Can I use this? Shorter? Okay. Now, Gabriel is the one that uh, produced that uh, in the Fellowship Hall, the Great Controversy series, and I want him to just add a little bit more about uh, what's on your heart and how the Lord is leading in this whole thing. Please. I have a pleasure to work. I work with great pleasure to do that controversy chart for years. And... Um, Recently, we are translating in 12 languages. And we open, uh, very soon, we will open a site to, to have available for everybody in every place. That will be a, a great uh, job. I uh, ask the Lord to have uh, honor of working for 40 languages, I said. I hope. Now it's 12. I am still advancing. Coming to this church, I, I said, what I can do special for this church? And I came with something you, I'll show you in a minute. Um, the situation was in a church in Kansas. A small church decided to do a um, revival. And they came to the church to start work, to clean the church. During that, was a, in that moment, was only seven people in, in that crew working, vacuuming, cleaning. And they start to sing a cappella. Very simple song. Alleluia. You know that. Alleluia. Alleluia. Very simple. Another brother came in working on the PA system. And he came with a type, tape recorder, brand new. He heard the sound of the, this uh, small group a cappella, and push the button to record. After uh, the singer portion, there was a small break and start again. After that, he pushed the button to see the sound and discover a group of angels, a choir of angels, join the, the song and full orchestra. Completely, what you mentioned today, we have uh, angels on empty seats here. It was verified in that moment. I have that song. I want to put that song for you. Between these two, moment, uh, two um, portion of song and song was a, 
a solo angel enter with a special sentence, uh, I'm sorry, yeah, lyrics, lyrics. I just want to, to hear. Tonality is changing, and people who listen this went to university and studied the sound. It's so long; it's impossible for human voice. So perfect sound and changing the tonalities. It's amazing, and uh, uh, the solo angels came with lyric. The lyrics say, Alleluia, breathing it all across the land, everybody singing at the Lord's command. All the saints and angels are in heaven waiting to hear the news of Jesus and his children as they coming truth. We are waiting that moment. They are waiting for order. It's amazing. I just want to share with you this song. It's amazing and uh, very emotional. 
If somebody wants to copy, I can give you immediately. Just hook to my computer. It's amazing. And um, just praising the Lord. You never know an angel's joined you. How many of you enjoy that? It's amazing. It is amazing. You notice the title for the service today. Mother, God's gift to each one of us. You wouldn't be here if it wasn't for your mother. You wouldn't be here if it wasn't for God, our Father. And when you really think of it, here in Genesis 3.20, we have a report of how God made Adam. He formed him, breathed into him, and Adam became a living soul. And then we're told that God somehow decided to make a woman. And you know how God made the woman? It's very interesting that somehow God made the woman and asked Adam to name her. Do you remember the name that he gave her? Eve? And that is what it means. Eve, mother of all living. So we can actually trace back to Eve because we are living. But I think all of us know that we also have a report on Genesis 17, 16, where Abraham, concerning his wife Sarah, here's what he said, and I will bless her and give thee a son also of her. Yea, I will bless her, and she shall be a mother of nations. Kings of people shall be of her. And I didn't realize until later as I began to search the scriptures and uh, realize that I am here upon the face of this earth and that I had a mother and my mother had nine boys and five girls. And then I began to realize, yes, it doesn't take long before we have a whole nation of people. And think of how many people there are upon the face of this earth right now, male and female. It's unbelievable. So what do we have? We have something very interesting where it says in Exodus 20, 12, about the Ten Commandments. And we studied, studied about the Ten Commandments. And thank you, Crystal, for having a good Sabbath school lesson. And here it says about the commandments regarding a mother and, of course, a father. It says, honor thy father and thy mother. 
And that one promise has a promise for people that honor the father and the mother. And what's that promise? That thy days may be long upon the land which the Lord God giveth thee. How many of you do not have a mother because she's been laid to rest? I'm one of them. Please put up your hands real high. I want to see. Mothers don't last forever. And maybe that's why we're told so clearly, honor their mother. Honor the father. God bless them with you as a child. And they've tried their best to be the kind of a father, the kind of a mother that they really wanted to be. It's interesting that in John 19, 26, uh, it says, when Jesus therefore saw his mother and the disciples standing by whom he loved, that's John, he said unto him, uh, unto his mother, woman, behold thy son. Then saith he to the disciples, behold thy mother. And from that hour, the, 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 the disciples took her into their own home. It's, it's, it's interesting how Jesus actually made sure that his mother was taken care of. He honored her. And I still remember my mother of the experiences that she's gone through bearing 14 children. What a, what a pleasure it was. It's just, you know, and I still remember how happy we were when we were young and growing up, went to school, birthday parties, weddings, and we just celebrated, just celebrated all the time, not realizing that even after graduation, and then we accepted Christ, our personal Savior, and so many of our family became Seventh-day Adventists, learning about the last day events and all that God honors each one of us as his co-workers. And I, I was just so pleased and so happy until the first funeral that we had in our home. And I began to think seriously, why? We were all so happy, and now one is gone. And then another was gone. And then a third was gone. And believe it or not, five of my brothers and sisters are already gone. Father and mother are laid to rest. And it's just unbelievable how some of those things affect us in various ways. So... What do you think we should do today? We should honor our fathers and mothers in a marvelous way. You know, when you really think of some of the people that honored 
their parents besides Christ. He's honored uh, his mother. It says here that all that I am or hope to be, I owe to my mother. Who do you think said those words? Anybody? Abraham Lincoln. And he was a great man, president. But what a service-oriented individual he has been. And then another one said all this, all that I have ever accomplished in life, I owe to my mother. Who do you think said those words? A famous evangelist, Christian, by the name of D.L. Moody. Do you have any idea who kissed you and was the first one to kiss you? You can guess. I know some of you think, oh, yeah, sure, I know who. Way as soon as you were born, your mother kissed you. And somebody said this, a kiss from my mother. It was Benjamin West. A kiss from my mother made me a painter. And you remember he was a famous, famous painter. Another one, my mother was the making of me. He was declared as the man who invented the bulbs. Thomas Edison. Can you imagine? And then another one said, Andrew Carnegie. He was a millionaire, as you know. He gave his mother his earnings when he was a little boy. And he said, I am deeply touched by the remembrance of one to whom I owe everything that a wise mother ever gave to a son who adored, who adorned her. A millionaire still respected his mother. And you know, today we are going to just take a little bit of time and honor the mothers of this church. Many of you had your hands up when I asked the question, how many of your mothers have been laid to rest? I still remember when my mother passed away. And we have five brothers who are ministers of the Seventh Adventist Church. We were Catholics before, so my mother, I owe everything to my mother because she encouraged me to go to school, to continue on. First to be a Catholic priest, and then she changed her mind and asked me to go to a Seventh Adventist College and go there, and then come back and tell her what I thought of the two schools, the Catholic College and the 
Seventh Avenue College. And she pleaded with me to, to go there, to go there. And I didn't want to go because I well, had been orientated in the Catholic uh, Church and I knew that you don't ever leave the Catholic Church. That's the biggest church, the only church, and I just decided to stay by. But she begged me, pleaded with me in a motherly way. And you know, there's something that my Catholic bringing up taught me, and that was that I should honor my mother because Jesus honored his mother. That I was taught in the Catholic Church. So I honored my mother by going to the Seventh Adventist Church because she wanted me to go badly. And that's where the beginning began with my family, with my brothers and sisters and my father and mother. It's amazing how God can lead through a mother. So today we're going to just go ahead and honor again those that have put up their hands mothers who have passed away and we can just mentally say you know what a mother you and I have had so precious so kind so willing to do everything for us so much so that I still remember my mother never sitting down to eat with us because she was busy serving and the way she served was she actually would clean up the pots to feed all of us, and then she would go to the stove and eat from what was left in the pot. That's the way, and I didn't know until later, when I grew up a little bit, I sensed that that is how she was concerned, that we were always fed, always fed. So we can think back of some of the mothers that have been laid to rest on how God used them to help us to be the kind of people that we actually are. And we can praise God for it. So what we're going to do is I'd like to have my wife come here and take those flowers. And I'd like all of those folk that are here, whether you're members or not, come here and take one of the roses and then go to your mother and and then we have more roses here so you come here okay eric your mother's here by all means There we are. There we are. Continue on, please. And I want you to give it to your mother and hug her and tell her how much you love your mother. Good. All right, and now, and now what we want to do, 
Which one? we will give the other roses to mothers go ahead whichever uh, the other's lady at the back good Are there any others that should have one? we have it. It took a little time, but you mothers are worth everything because God used you in a mighty way and is still using you. I just hope and pray that every mother here, when Christ comes in the clouds of heaven, that the whole family will be together. We have to together. So we're going to go ahead and have that working. We're going to go ahead and have you share how you feel about your mother and how wonderful she has been. So I'd like to have you take the mic to my wife and she'll tell you a little bit about the fact that she was at her mother's grave just a few days ago. On our trip to Canada, my daughter made a detour and took us around to my home church. And I was able to walk through the graveyard and see my grandparents and my parents' graves and many other relatives in the church where I grew up. My mother was a school teacher and was married into married a farmer and joined a farmer's community 
and uh, she was also a musician. And so she had a lot of things she did at the community by teaching Sabbath school lessons, teaching children how to play the piano, and teaching us at home how to be good students and how to live a Christian life. She was, she was in a community that were of a different nationality than she was, but she joined in everything, but my mother was one that never, ever gossiped. If people would get together and they'd be start talking about each other, my mother would just kind of nod her head and she would kind of walk away. She never entered into uh, the community gossip. So I have great respect for my mother. She taught us a lot of things. Kept us, all our family are in the church because of her life showing us how to live. Just one question. When you saw your mother's grave and your dad's, what was on your mother's grave? When we would all get together, <clears throat> my dad was also a musician. He loved to sing and played the violin and, and the trombone. But when we would all get together, we would always sing. We would always sing. And before we left, my mother would say, let's sing, shall we gather at the river? And that's on her tombstone. OK. Some of you that are here, please. Tell us a little bit about yeah. oh. your mother. My mommy, um, well, she had me at 40, and I was the second C-section baby. Um, and um, I had an amazing mother. She was uh, a single mother most of the time. So my parents got divorced. And um, her last two years, she couldn't speak. And um, I remember my mother-in-law giving me this little bit of advice. She was uh, a uh, she was a nurse, mm -hmm. and she shared with me, well, you know, you, your mom has uh, has dementia, and words go in one ear and out the other; they don't remember. And she suggested, she gave me this article about another uh, daughter. And in this case, it was her husband, or uh, her father. So I took this idea, and I wrote down, I had my son put on the computer, I love you, in huge font so that she could actually see it. Mm. I hadn't heard my mother's voice in almost two years. And I put my fingers under the words, just like I did with my son. And she said in a very rusty voice, it said, we love you, actually. And she said, I love you. She converted the we to I. So. Good, wonderful. How about some of you? Please. Just in a few words, just tell us exactly how your mother related to you. I liked um, the statements about what I have is connected with my mother helped me through life. She pushed me toward education. Wow. And this was something which changed 
and saved my life. Yeah. And I say thank you, God, for this. Yeah. Okay. You know that there, Mary Angeli, what you said about angels, uh, there's a statement where somebody said it's not quite theologically sound, but it does say that God couldn't be everywhere, which we know God could, so he made sure that they had mothers who could be everywhere. Now, angels likewise. So, please. My mother, um, I want to, I'm always thank her because, because of her, I'm still in the church. Good. I went to school. She was very strict, and I needed that because I was very wild when I was, since when I was young. I was the black sheep of the family, sad to say, but it was her prayer, perseverance, and her patience that kept me in the church, kept me, uh, and, and mold me who I am today. Good. And I'm, I know that God had done a lot to also, Yes. but, um, and the little thing that I was able to pay back to her, and 99.9% was God's doing, I only did a very, very, very small thing. My mother is about 84 years of age. And the only thing that I was able to show my appreciation for her was uh, my father died about 12, 13 years ago. And she had a lot of energy and a lot of love to give. <laughs> so God, I'm sure God gave us the, gave us the, the, the idea to put her in a sing, Adventist single. And God had a man for her, such an amazing guy. And as you were here a year and a, a year, a few months ago, they got married here in the church. I am so thankful for, uh, to God that he so fit to give her a companion in, his, in her, their life, few last, um, few years left, so they can be happy and enjoy each other the way it should be. And they are happy, aren't they? they? Are <laughs> okay, please. Who are you going to talk about? My mom. And who is she? Right there. Go Bonita. ahead. Talk. <laughs> be right by her. She I'm going to be you. saying this in Spanish and in English because she doesn't speak English. <coughs> I think I have the worst mom. Yo creo que yo tengo la peor mamá. She will never let me go to bed without showering without <laughs> eating or she would she wouldn't let us stay out the home the house when it was dark already never give us permission to say Please. bad words nunca nos dejabas ir a la cama sin bañarnos sin comer o decir malas palabras no nos dejaba salir fuera de la casa cuando ya estaba oscuro mala mamá bad mom bad mom uh, ella era la persona, she was the person who was in the house all the time. Y she was, she was always there. My dad used to come here to the U.S. away to, to work. She was there. In the good and the bad and the worst, she was there. And she... It was six of us all together, 
So I'm pretty sure it wasn't easy. And she didn't have a choice. She didn't, well, she had a choice, but she chose us. Oh, thank you, mom. <laughs> thank you, mom. Now we want a different version here. Yeah. So you, I had you, the best mom. You can be. You, 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 Hilda you can is go my now. sister. We have the same mom. <laughs> and we come from a long, strong, intelligent um, woman in our family. Very strong will, very smart. And I want to thank my mom for making that prayer when he was in the shower, and he was desperate. And she said, Lord, hear me and guide me to the, to the true church. Uh, and the sign is going to be that my husband, who doesn't believe in God, is going to take us to church. So my dad used to drive in front of the seven-day Adventist church, and he didn't know what kind of church it was. But one day he stopped by and he said, get off the car, go in there and pay attention so you can tell me what's going on inside the church. He didn't want to get out, get in the, in the church. But he ended up going in and it was in uh, 1986. Am I, if I'm not wrong, it was around 1986. Um, I was 16 years old and I'm still 39. If you want to do the math. <laughs> um, and I, I thank God for listening that prayer that my mom did. And I have a picture here of my, my grandmother, my mom, myself, and my daughter. I have a daughter, and now I have a grandson, too. So I'm thankful for that prayer and thankful for my dad being able to give a 180-degree turn. And the uh, Brother Guild that you know now is not the same one that it was 35 years ago. Wow. So wow. we're thankful for that. What a blessing. What a blessing. Okay. Yes, you. Come here. The reason I want you to be here is because if you're going to talk about your mother, I want you to look at her directly. Go ahead. Mom, I am indebted to you so much, um, but there's three things that uh, come to my mind right now. And the first one is that you inspired me to want to play music and instruments. I remember at first I didn't want to, you forced me to take piano classes, and I did not want to take them, I did not want to practice, but I wanted to play the flute, because you played the flute, that was the reason why I wanted to play it. I wanted to play with you. And now, 20 years later, we're playing together at the flute. So thank you so much. And even though I hated the piano classes, when I got my harp, it really helped me playing the harp because it was almost similar, requiring two hands. So thank you so much. And another thing that I think about of what you have done for me is that you always told me I have to think before I act. Everything I do, think. When I did something wrong, you would sit me down and you would say, 
What should, what should you have done? And that thought process has come to me now that almost everything I do in school, what I say, I'm always thinking, how could I do, how could I word this properly? How could I say this properly? And I'm really grateful to that for you, Mom. And thank you. She said all the truth. Good. Anybody else? I am so grateful to have my mother here today. It's such a blessing and a bit of a surprise. Just recently, um, she decided to come see us this weekend, which worked out perfectly with Mother's Day being tomorrow. And I could write a book about my mother. She's so amazing. Um, but she has given so much to me, and she's one of the most unselfish and loving people that I know. And when I talk to other people about their mothers, they usually have a similar story. So I think God makes mothers unselfish. Um, but I might be a little biased, but my mom is, I think, the best mother <laughs> that God could have picked for me. And she homeschooled me for eight years of my life and spent many, many years um, just putting her energy and her, and her money and her time and her talents into raising me and my siblings. And I'm so grateful for that. She always had time when I wanted to talk. Even if it was the middle of the night, I remember calling her in college at 2 in the morning, and she'd pick up the phone, and she'd talk to me because I was in distress, and she was always available. It was like 911, but I could call my mom. <laughs> And so I'm just really, really grateful for her and um, just grateful for her prayers as well that have sustained me through the years and get me close to Jesus. Amen. Wonderful. Isn't that great? Uh, you mean to tell me that you actually would phone your mother at 2 o'clock in the morning and she would listen to you and help you? You heard about that preacher who got a phone call from one of his church members at 2 o'clock in the morning. And uh, he woke up and answered and said, yes, may I help you? She says, yes, I have a real problem. I couldn't sleep. <laughs> so I thought I'd phone you and would you please preach one of your sermons and I know I'll fall asleep. Mike, are you enjoying the service? What now? Are you enjoying the service? I, I could hear some of it. Yeah. It's amazing how, how we have reports about mothers and what they mean to us. Uh, do we have anybody else who would like to share something about their mother? Please. This is not about my mother. It's about Crystal's mother, my mother-in-law. Um, she was a true blonde. And I know some people say, well, am I calling her a dumb blonde? She was a goofball, but she was a blonde, and the blondes are more fun. And obviously, I'm partial to blondes. Um, I just remember some fun times with her. We were at Barton Flats for a uh, church um, um, mountain meeting. And we came across a poor little possum baby that had fallen off and died. And Omi came up and looked at it with us, and we were feeling bad for it. 
And she put yeah, her little foot on its stomach and pushed its guts out of its mouth. It's like she was always doing funny stuff like that. One time we were on Highway 2 and there was a rattlesnake going across the road. We stopped, got out, looked at the rattlesnake. The rattlesnake didn't want anything to do with us, and so it was getting off the road. It went through a chain link fence, and Omi grabbed the rattlesnake, I kid you not, by the tail, so it wouldn't get away. And luckily, when it came back to bite her, it hit the fence, but um, I, I enjoyed her. She was, she was fun. She never took life serious, and, and uh, just thought I'd share that. Isn't it great to have something about a mother-in-law? That is great. I am going to ask you a little bit about your mother. Do you like your mother? Yes. How much? A lot. And very much, very much. Do you like your mother? Yes. How much? A lot. Very, very much. Do you love your children? Very much. Very much. Do you like your husband? Very, very much. much. And the mm -hmm. one he's keeping oh, in yes. his arms right now. Mm -hmm. Isn't that great? Thank you so much. God bless you. Hello, my name's Rebecca. Um, when my mom had me, she was a single mom, and she was living with my Aunt Alicia. And so, I don't know, I've always kind of been blessed because I've had two moms. Um, when one of them couldn't help me, you know, they would always encourage me to ask the other for help, and that's how, that's how I got through college. <laughs> You know, sometimes my mom would say, oh, there's no way I can take you all the way to PUC. I have two younger children. And so then I would reach out to my aunt and my aunt and my grandfather would help me. And it's just, it's a blessing, you know? Um, I was lucky enough to have two moms, so. Uh, Dan, let's, let's have uh, Jonathan say something. And if he doesn't say it, then I will make sure that he says it. <laughs> Tell me a little bit about your mother. And she used to attend this church, right? Tell us all you can, please. Oh, I am extremely blessed to have a wonderful mother who has taught me so, so much. And supported me, cared for me, um, sacrificed for me, and make sure that that my needs were taken care of. Um, she helped to foster in me uh, musical abilities and started my journey with uh, various musical instruments and um, she, she used to attend this church with her sisters at, at times. That's before you were born. Before I was born, yeah. She was down in this same area, going to school, working, 
and um, would frequent this church and do music here. And it's just a privilege to be able to to be here and and to uh, carry on her legacy. I love my mom so very much. So grateful for her. She's incredible. Thank you. Thank you so much. You know, let's take a moment. And we'll just hit a few high points. To be a mother is very challenging. Just think of what mothers have to go through. Very, very challenging. And you know that the Lord supports mothers. There's no question about it. You know that the church supports mothers. There's no question about that. And mothers have to sort of have the confidence that God supports them, the church supports them, the husband supports them. All that is a part. And it's amazing how mothers are real good planners. They plan. In fact, my mother, the minute that she made sure the children washed the dishes, she started making dinner and then supper. No fridge, nothing. Mothers now have other responsibilities that the fridge takes care of, but believe me, it's amazing. Did you notice that the word my mother, I love my mother, my mother loved me, is so beautiful. It's so well put because it's something that God has put in mothers to be spiritual, to be guided by angels, to be guided by real good common sense. My mother has never read, she couldn't read, never learned how to read or write. She never read a book on psychology or how to handle teenagers, but she handled every one of us teenagers in a marvelous way. Think of mothers that are single mothers, no father to be there to help. What a challenge. It's just amazing the challenge that they have. Do you think that mothers should have a little bit of time out? Absolutely. To be rejuvenated, to take time to pray, to take time to rest a while, because the challenge is unbelievable. I wonder if there's something else that I could bring up. Do you think that mothers should somehow Forgive themselves? You know what I'm talking about? Sometimes mother overwork. Sometimes they try their best and their best isn't the best. They sometimes know it. So there's no reason why a mother should not just sort of forgive herself because we've all sinned and shorted the glory of God. We've all made mistakes. But we also know 
that God somehow will forgive. If we confess our sins and he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Sometimes mothers are overwhelmed with guilt feelings that they haven't done what they really should have done. So here we are as a church to support. Here we are to help people to make sure that somehow what we do will be what God wants us to do to give the support to little children, to mothers, to fathers, to the whole church. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, we're so thankful that each of us have a mother. Some of us have shared what mothers have really meant to us, but all of us have thought seriously of what it means to have a mother because somehow we know that you have placed mothers for each one of us to help us to trust our mothers, to learn how to trust you fully to the place where we know that we will trust you to the place where whatever happens, we will totally believe in you, trust in you, have hope in you, knowing that someday Jesus will appear in the clouds of heaven. We pray that every one of us will be waiting and ready for the soon coming of Jesus. We also pray that each one of us will have our families ready to meet you. And then we pray for those in our community, the mothers that have so many responsibilities in raising their children. And we pray that somehow we could be of a blessing and a help to those mothers in this community. So now we pray that you will bless us and help us. We pray that the food that our mothers have prepared will give us the strength to be faithful to you. And we pray now that you will bless the food that has been prepared for each one of us as we partake of it after this service. We pray that you will bless it, bless the hands that prepared it, and give each one of us strength to do your will. For we are one big family, and you are our Heavenly Father. In the name of Jesus, we pray.